Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Talks podcast. This is Pastor Chad Shapiro from Ignite Community Church. I want to thank you for listening to Saba Talks. After we just wrapped up podcast number five about permission giving and cultivating disruption, there was a whole nother hot topic that came on right after the heels of that. So we're going to jump right into that uh, with uh, Pastor Dante Banks who's going to lead us in that discussion. Yeah, I think the idea that, that we all sort of came up with is that there are disruptor protocols. There is a... a, a there's a way that you go about being a disruptor, particularly in uh, a house that is uh, fathered or or, or um, that is led by somebody else. Um, you have to have you have to know the right way. And I think about David and how he he curtsied Saul as much as possible. And I, I don't think every leader is Saul, um, but I think. Uh, we all have the opportunity to be Davids in the way that we honor and, and serve these leaders. Even when we have uh, great thoughts and plans and ideas and, you know, maybe you've already slayed your tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. But it, it's appropriate to be able to say, no, 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 this is the appropriate way to treat the man or woman of God. This is the appropriate way to respond to the leadership. Um, the, the Bible says the the heart of the king is in the hand of the father and how I respond to somebody who I, I serve under, um, it shows how I relate to, to the God who, who put me in the position in the first place. So I just think, you know, and we'll, we'll sort of go around, but what do you guys think about, um, disruptive protocols? Like what are some of the right ways? And, and maybe you guys can give testimony about times that you were, you, you were David. And, and they, maybe you served under her soul, or maybe you served in, in places where you felt um, like you couldn't be as disruptive as you, as you wanted to. Anybody want to speak to that? I'll, I'll jump in here. What I've learned over the years is we go through phases. God has us at a particular place. When David was out in the wilderness, That's right. and that was all in preparation to take the throne. There are times and seasons in our life where God wants to develop character in us and iron is shaped in heat and pressure. You think about a piece of iron Mm -hmm. and scripture talks about shaping, God shaping his people like a potter, but also like iron, purification of iron or gold. It, uh, It has to be heated. And then it has to have all the impurities pulled out. That's right. I was studying gold. You mentioned it. Gold, um, it it melts at about 2,000 degrees. Most things combust before gold even melts. Most things are destroyed or are burned up completely before gold even melts. Gold doesn't boil till 5,000 degrees. And I just think, like, for some of the Davids out there or some of the disruptors out there, you haven't even reached your boiling point yet. You know, God is yeah. still doing a, a great thing in you. And let him boil those impurities out of you and, and, and uh, allow him to continue to do the That's work good. that he's going to do in you. Um, Brother Omar. Yes, thank you. Uh, you know, I was going to ask you a quick question, or actually the panel quick question, but I do have a comment uh, about something uh, afterwards. Um, but what would, advice would you give somebody like that in that 20-year-old mindset, or even if at whatever stage where they're in uh, experiencing that, what would be a good um, tool? 
for these uh, individuals? I feel like I've learned this the hard way, so I'm saying it from that perspective, is that I think now I walk in assuming I don't know, right? I think that's just so important that I, there's a lot that I don't know. And I think when you're super passionate and you're excited and you love the church and you're excited about this message. Sometimes I feel like we can walk into things and assume that we know a whole lot more than we do. Mm -hmm. I've worked for the convention for eight and a half years and um, the thing that I do now is every time I've got a new idea, I call our director of the historical collection and I'm like, hey, I got this idea. When in Baptist history have we done this? Because surely this is not the first time someone's thought of this. And he'll tell me, well, in 1930, you know, and, and I I learn and I'm learning the history of the church and I think the assumption is that I got a lot to learn and that there's story behind everything and the reason why things are the way they are and that I don't just get to walk into something and assume that I know why it should be better or how it could be better. Right so so you would say one of the disruptive protocols is probably just ask more questions. Ask more questions and listen to your elders. And listen. (laughs) Ask more questions and listen. Yep. I have, I have one sermon that I've never preached that I wrote. <laughs> and Elizabeth, it came at the end when I retired from the BGCT on January the, June the 1st, two years ago. I got on the plane on June the 2nd. And because I wasn't going to be in chapel and I wasn't going to address and I wasn't going to have any fanfare, no party at BGCT or anything like that, I wrote as if I was talking to everybody in BGCT on the plane ride to Hampton. I wrote the sermon. Hmm. The title of the sermon was Learning to Lead from the Back Seat. That's what I learned. Mm -hmm. That you don't have to be in the front seat to lead. And that's a gift that Mm -hmm. I think that, that some folks can learn to value and trust in how to negotiate that with graciousness and humility and learn the skill. And connected to that, if I were going to put a title there, Dante, I would say, know your inner purpose mm-hmm. yep. and your gift. Yep. And I think those two things will help you with whatever you do in whatever position that you function in. And the last thing I'll say about this is, is in the preparation, Dr. Horn, along with character and who you are, is skill and knowledge mm-hmm. in preparation, you know, those two things. And I'll end with, because we're in, in Martin Luther King month, Martin Luther King is sitting there. Abernathy's speaker did not show up. They called on Martin Luther King to come and speak for somebody else. He was not supposed to speak. And he had five minutes to get ready to go to the microphone. And when he went to the microphone, history has never been the same because he was ready for the moment that God chose to use him. And I think being ready for the moment. That's so good. And in humility, recognizing and listening and learning, Elizabeth, in in your time, because when that time comes... You might not have time to study, though, boy. That's it's right. time That's to move. Good. So they say success is where um, opportunity meets preparation. Yes. And um, so if you're a disruptor and you're listening to this, it's time to just use these opportunities to get prepared mm, yeah. for when God does open the door. Um, I, I talk a lot about uh, Jehu. Um, this is one of my favorite 
characters in the Bible. And, uh, you know, he was waiting for the moment to be anointed to do what he was called to do. And God told Elisha, hey, when you anoint Jehu, don't close the door. Because as soon as you anoint him, he's out of there. He's going to go and do what he's supposed to do. And uh, I'd like to encourage you in the place where you are, get prepared, get ready, be humble, stay humble. Your a moment will come and where you, where you will be anointed to do what God called you to do. And when it's time to, to, to go uh, kill the enemy, be ready for that. Be ready there, for there, that. There are phases in life, like we've talked about, um, like David. Yeah. Killing the lion and, yeah, and you know, being able to use a slingshot. That's right. that's right. And he shows up and the fight's on. The, that's right. And Goliath's taunting everybody in his moments. His time has come. Mm-hmm. And so he's ready. Yeah. I also note that Goliath is not David's enemy. Goliath is Saul's enemy. Goliath is challenging Saul. He's not challenging David. And if you learn how to kill the enemy of your Saul automatically get promoted you automatically get you this is how you get to the palace you kill the enemies of your king and so what i'm you know me as a i i don't want to spend a lot of time giving my testimony but i I served under my father uh at victory gospel chapel for eight years and then i served under uh, bishop bryant uh, one of the greatest ministers and teachers that i've ever had uh bishop brent uh, m bryant i served under him for five and a half years and every time i spoke to them i was looking to solve their problems as a as a as a disruptor in their churches and I'm sure I gave them a bunch of headaches but I was always looking to solve their problems how can I kill their goliaths and if you can figure out how to kill their their goliaths you you'll pre- prove yourself useful to a leader so don't you know we're not just talking about having an opinion or being opinionated it's really just about how do I kill their goliaths amen any last comments before we wrap it up yeah, I was going to say, like, from a protocol perspective to help, uh, you know, no matter what season you might be in, it's a disruptor. Because I think we're always going to um, find ourselves in the, in the mode of disruption. Um, I don't want to say offending somebody, but there's disruption. There's disruption with the people around you, and it is about people. And, and I think if uh, any disruptor protocol you can take is be mindful of the people um that might be affected by by what you're introducing, um, even to the point of um, one time I made a recommendation for the way an event was run, and, and it was about the next time we did the event and praying that it would have been a, a, a better situation. But at the same time, I was kind of insulting the the person who just kind of did something with their heart, you know. And and so it's like you have to be mindful if you're stepping on somebody's ministry or you're introducing a disruption or the future of how something could be about, about the, maybe how much time, years, and energy and love they put into something up to that point. Beautiful. Terrific, terrific. Takeaways as we close out. I, I think that um, the thing that I carry with me uh, regularly is... Is what listening really means. It means truly... Um, and deep listening specifically. Uh, I think I love what 
Omar talked about, that you're listening for the story behind the story. You're listening for the time, energy, sacrifice that went into whatever it is you're encountering right now. And uh, I, I think that for me, as, as a young person who still does have a lot of energy and who cares deeply about the church, I've never been stepped wrong by choosing to do that first. Maybe things took longer than I wanted, but I, it, nothing ever went awry by choosing to do that first. And I'm taking that with That's me. That's great. Awesome. Awesome. Takeaways? Uh, to pray for this part of our, of our church world, our church mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just think it would be something that I really want to do. I feel like it's just, it's just pray for this to go well. Amen. Um, a few of the things that I, I wrote down as takeaways here. Um, first of all, if you are a disruptor and you're serving under a man or woman of God, be humble. Be humble. Ask questions. Uh, be a better listener. Be more patient. Your, your passion has to be patient. Um, get prepared. Leave from the back seat and kill their Goliaths. Kill their Goliaths. And that'll wrap us up for Podcast 5, Part 2. Thank you for listening to Saba Talks. We encourage you to like and share and comment and stay tuned for future episodes. Take care and God bless you. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Saba Talks Podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting and